Hi, welcome to the message in the mess. My name is Heather. This is my first podcast and I'm super excited to be here. It's about seven years in the making. Before I start, I thought I would share some signs that I have hanging on the wall where I'm doing my podcast from. It's a bedroom slash office in my home. The first one says, dream it, plan it, do it. It took me seven years to get here. Why? I got afraid. What if nobody listens? What if nobody thinks I have a message? What if plain nobody just likes me? But you know what? I'm here and I'm going to try. Always be yourself unless you can be a unicorn. Then always be a unicorn. You are enough. Embrace kindness. Hashtag I got you. This is my happy place. Weird is a side effect of awesome. I think I will just be happy today. I surround myself with these little signs and sayings just to bring me comfort and let me know that you know what, no matter what, I can surround myself with some beautiful things. I also like to say, your enoughness is enough. And sometimes I'll just put my hand over my heart and I'll say that until I feel content and that I believe it. And then another quote I like is the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Because sometimes it takes me telling myself that just to move forward. I am a wife, a daughter, a sister, an aunt, a stepmom to three beautiful girls. I'm a yammy, or as most of you will say, grandma to two boys. I'm a fur mom to Brantley, an Australian shepherd. And to Tink, we call her Stinky Tinky. She's a French bulldog. And I am a friend. I can say that at 52 years old, that I'm a good friend. And I have a very small tribe that I am able to be myself with, be vulnerable, talk about things that scare me, talk about my past and not be shamed thinking that people are going to judge me. I can just be me and not have a care in the world. It's actually a very nice feeling. Why are you here? I feel if you found this, that maybe some of the things I've been through in life and I've been able to walk myself out of and survive through, how I did it might help you, help you get yourself unstuck or just find the message in what you're going through. That is why we call this the message in the mess. Because no matter what we're going through, if we look hard enough, there's a message for us in it. So real quick, I'm going to share some things that I feel that I can talk to you guys about because I've been through them. First off, I'm a domestic violence survivor. Eight years now. We'll go into that in a minute. Depression and anxiety. Therapy finding a therapist, learning how to talk to a therapist, 
my walk with God. Being a bonus mom, not being able to have children, having to file bankruptcy, family dysfunction, learning how to be vulnerable with other women, how to be a good friend, how I have learned how to put my ego aside and be feminine with my husband. Speaking of husbands, I have a very amazing husband. I call him my first and last, and he's actually the whole reason that this podcast is happening. He purchased the equipment so I could do it right. He supports me. He loves me. He understands I have PTSD. And he supports all the things that I want to do, dream, think of. And in return, I try to be there for him and show up for him. As I said, I'm a domestic violence survivor. This past April marked eight years since I was locked in my home and beaten for over two hours. I didn't just survive the abuse. I didn't just survive that day. My ex went on to cyberbully me, stalk me, and make me afraid to be in my own home. But with therapy, some medication, and learning how to deal with all of my PTSD issues, I'm here today a better, stronger person. And I can promise you this. I know at one point he thought he would break me. And he almost did. But not only did I survive, I thrived. I did my work. I figured out why I felt I deserved to be with somebody who would ever do that to me. Because the truth of it is, When we survive something like that, we played a part in it, whether it was just having poor self-esteem, not asking for help, not leaving, going back. We have to understand our part in our traumas. And I'm so thankful I was able to do that. My ex got caught seven years after he ran. They pled him down. He got sentenced to three years of supervised probation, and he ran again. So he's living his best life wherever he's living it. And I had to learn to let go and trust that it's not for me to worry about anymore. I have safeguards. I'm protected at all times. But if you believe in karma or you're a Christian, they call it reciprocity. You reap what you sow. It's no longer my walk. It's no longer my journey other than to share it with other women to try to help them get the help they need or walk away. And I'm sorry, men also. I didn't just mean to make it as if only women are abused because that's just not the case. The number is astounding of how many abused people go back to the perpetrator. 
And it's reasons that sometimes we just don't know. Sometimes it's financial. Sometimes the person literally has no self-esteem and they believe that's all they deserve. If my mother and sister would not have come and gotten me, I promise you this, I would have gone back because I thought that's what I deserved. That's all I deserved. Now, eight years later, married to an amazing man, I know that I was put in that position to help other people. And I do try wherever possible. But like I said, so many go back. They don't want your help. They don't want to understand it. And they definitely don't know how to get from point A to point B. Point A being in the abuse, point B being out of the abuse. Life is full of twists and turns up and down. I feel like it's kind of like a roller coaster. You get in, buckle up, and <laughs> you just do your best. I've spent a lot of time wondering if I'm deserving of so many different things. Deserving of love, deserving of having nice things, deserving of having a job that I can thrive at and that makes me happy. Deserving of being a friend, having friends. I love to read. I love to learn new things. And I'm hopeful that somewhere along life's journey, it'll all snap into place. Like I'll get it. However, I don't think it works that way. I was speaking to a woman today. And she said, you would think at our age, things would just fall into place. I don't think it works that way. I think we learn to navigate around the challenges and to pick the things that matter most. Like, what are we going to give our attention to? What's going to get us going? What's going to make us happy? And we quit allowing the little things that we have no control over to show up so big in our life. This woman also said today, I want to have friends, but I don't want my friends to think that I'm the woman who's not put together. And I will tell you, I looked her in the eyes and I told her, you're sitting right across from somebody who doesn't have it all together. But you know what I am going to do? I'm going to show up for you. I'm going to tell you you're amazing, that I'm proud of you, that I think you're doing good things. Because I really do believe in my heart of hearts. We all need to hear that. We all need to hear that we bring value and that we matter. I believe we all have a purpose. I believe some of us wait way, way late in life to figure out what that purpose is. But here I am. I will be 53 in October saying, I think I know what my purpose is. I think I'm meant to share my walk and my life lessons with the world. Standing in front of all of you, giving you all the scoop, telling you things that 
I wouldn't want people to know about me. But also, I don't want them to hold any value to me anymore. I don't want to be ashamed of things. And I don't want to live in fear. So the best way to get over fear is just saying what the fear is, letting it sit in the light, and realizing that fear does not own you. You are the captain of your own vessel. Now, not to say people won't hop on board and try to drill holes in it to sink you, because they will. Those are the messes in life. But if you take every lesson that you are given and you learn from it and you turn around and you share it with someone else, is it really a mess? Nope, it's not. It's a win. I like to get wins in my win column because I feel like they're far and few between. I get excited when I'm able to help somebody or I see a light go on when I'm talking to somebody about how important they are, valuable they are, just sharing a story with somebody and just seeing the light in their eyes and them feeling like they have been heard and validated. I think that's why God put me here, is to be one of his validators. Now, I want to let you guys know, I am a Christian, and I have had a very interesting walk with God. But if you're not a Christian, it's okay. You're still welcome here. Listen, maybe you'll learn something from me. I'm not one of those people who are all or nothing, and I'm definitely not a Bible thumper. But I will say, in my life, God is first. Everything else comes second. Well, not everything else. (laughs) First is God. Second's my family. Third are my friends. Fourth is work. And I know a lot of people are like, no, work should come first. I spent so many years doing that. And that'll be a podcast in itself. I've been sitting here talking to you for a little over 14 minutes. And I feel calm and I feel blessed to be here. My friend MJ, who had me on his podcast, him and his co-host Snow, he told me that eventually you'll stop listening to yourself, stop criticizing what you say, and it'll just become natural, like you're having a conversation with a friend. It kind of feels that way today, and I don't know if it's because I have done this 60-some-odd times now. Or I just feel that I'm in a good headspace today and I have, I'm have, i having a, a good time doing this and I feel like things are flowing and they're flowing in a productive way. And I have hopes that one of you will listen to this and you're like, oh, I get it. Or I want to get it. I want to listen to this girl. I want to know more of what she has to say. So I speak about my husband. And how he's my first and last. I have been divorced twice. The dating gig is rough. But you know what was harder for me? Being a woman. Trying to live in a man's world. Acting like I was the man. No femininity. It was my way or the highway. 
for the most part, I always out-earned every guy I ever dated. And the minute I felt like he was being too masculine, I would try to buckle him and make him do things my way. Funny thing, surviving domestic violence, it kind of changes your view on relationships and what's important and what's not. I decided that this time I was going to take a different approach, be a little bit softer. I also felt that I did not have a lot of time to waste trying to find somebody. I think I was 47, 48 when I met my husband. Our first outing was a walk around the town we live in, and it lasted about three hours. And during those three hours, I told him every reason he would want to run. Not how good I was, but how good I am now after I shared all of my secrets. I told him I filed bankruptcy. I told him I'd been married twice. I told him I was a domestic violence survivor. told him I had PTSD. I told him that I was in debt. I told him everything that I felt would make me want to run. And I gave him that opportunity. And this is why I call him my first and last. He evens me out. He calls me out. He's teaching me how to listen more and talk less. He's also teaching me how to be a better human. He gave me an opportunity to be a mom to his three girls that are already all grown. And he reminds me that even when I'm not okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to get emotional. March 31st, we lost one of our best friends in a tragic motorcycle accident. And we were right behind them. And it has been, um, I think, we're going on four months now. And there are days I'm just not okay. And I tell him I'm not okay. And he'll grab my hand and look at me and say, I got you. You can lean into me. And to me, that's what this is about. That's what my journey is about. Is learning that I am okay. And even when I'm not, I can reach out to other people. I can share my story and they can hold space for me. They don't try to fix me. They don't go into go mode. They don't shame me or tell me to get over myself or get over what I'm feeling. They let me feel it. And they just give me space for me to be me. So for today, I think I'm going to leave you with that. I think I've shared a lot and I can't wait to have more podcasts. Some will be just me. Some will be sharing my friends with you. 
I will be having MJ and Snow on my podcast. I will be having one of my girlfriends who does Reiki and shadow work. I want to have one of my friends who is a, um, a survivor in domestic violence also. I also have another friend that I met <laughs> buying a treadmill of all things who lives his sobriety out loud. And he's just an amazing human. And I have more friends, I'm sure, that'll present themselves along the way. So I hope that today I shared enough about me to make you want to show up and listen to podcast number two. Thank you so much for your time. And I hope you know your enoughness is enough. <laughs>